Hello and welcome to this episode of the 5Ws podcast. In this episode, we are looking at the anticipated Marvel film, The Eternals. My name is AJ and I'm here with... So let's get started. Who? It's meant to be an ensemble cast, but for better or worse, I thought most of it was riding on, is it Gemma or Gemma? Gemma Chan? Gemma, Gemma. Gemma Chan as Cersei, I thought. No, not that Cersei. Um, Angelina <laughs> Jolie and Salma Hayek, who are two of the biggest bigger names, are essentially in supporting roles. And I was surprised that Salma didn't really do much at all, I thought. Yeah, I, like the way they, well, I guess the way it was sold to us, yeah. I was surprised that Gemma she Chan was us. kind of like the yeah, well, sold to us as I thought it was more well, like, not complaining, not complaining, uh, but I, 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 I just you know I'm concerned with their marketing. They they really did try and sell it as I think more Angelina and Selma calling the shots, and like I say, they then they end up in really sort mm. of more minor supporting roles. More about that later. What the Marvel Studios film The Eternals, based on the comic book series of the same name. Created by Jack Kirby. Where? Stead on Earth and wherever it is the Celestials live. I don't know where they live. Asgard? I don't know. Uh, Space. Space. (laughs) (laughs) When? Set after Avengers Endgame. With the the events of the two Avengers films and the blip not having any impact on the Eternals Mm. at all, apparently, and they do, they, they try to address it in the film. Why? Okay, why did they make this, Macca? I mean, I you know, know, we had the debate. I remember us having a debate years ago now when Guardians of the Galaxy was being made. Mm. Of what the fudge is Marvel up to? Because it was difficult to see. But after actually seeing Guardians, it was clear what they were up to and it was fair enough. But what, what's Marvel trying to achieve with this film? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's sort of, I know, I know they've got all other sort of franchises or, or like family teams and sort of that sort of things. And I know X amount, probably when this went into production was still owned by Fox. So which, which is, yeah, it's, it's, I know it's a bit of a mess with like who, what, what seriously does Marvel still own? And I think they yeah. own pretty much everything back now, except for um, obviously Spidey. Spidey. And I think I saw something. Characters associated. Yeah, with, spot, yes. With a million characters yeah, yeah. associated with Spidey. But I think I also saw just something recently, like today where James Gunn, was asked, oh, what about putting this character called Bug in? And mm. he actually came back and said, uh, Marvel don't own him. Hasbro do. <laughs> so Hasbro? Sort of, yeah, it's, it, he, the, the original character of Bug, I think I know who, it, who they're sort of referring to, but is it, um, it came out with the Micronauts, oh, which okay. obviously was a toy yeah. line. But yeah. then I think he sort of got somehow transitioned into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy series. Oh. Hence why James was asking, well, will we see Bug in yeah. this? And um, obviously, no, because Hasbro uh, owned the rights to this. So there's probably, I know Hasbro owned the rights to, you know, say G.I. Joe and Transformers, Yeah, which I think are rumoured to maybe going back to Marvel or it might be with Image Comics, but... Anyway, uh, let's get on with this. What a mess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's get through this. Okay. Because so, some idiot wrote a long script. <laughs> but there's a lot to talk about. Start, Start 
In 5000 BC, 10 super-powered Eternals, Ajax, Circe, Icarus, Kingo, Sprite, Fastos, Makari, Droog, Gilgamesh, and Thena are sent by the celestial Arishim to Earth on their starship Slave One (laughs) to exterminate the invasive deviants. It's a great starship, that one. I love it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to just use my previous quote I used to the other day to describe how scary the deviants aren't, Mm -hmm. but um, trust me, they seemed pretty ineffective. I thought the white spike firing things from the Tomorrow War, Tomorrow War were much more effective than the Deviants. They, they just looked bland, boring, not particularly scary. And since this is, since this is, um, this is, you know, this is the sort of film with the sort of classification where it's hardly like, you know, they could be eating people or tearing people apart or that sort of thing. So that just makes them even less effective. Anyway. I think they were leftovers from DC movies, but and, oh. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> the last deviants are apparently killed in 1521 when the group's opinions differ over their continued responsibilities and relationship with humankind. At the Battle of Tino Chitlin, and now Jen, you're glad you didn't have to say that one, um, some of the Eternals <laughs> finally start to get worried about humanity's capability of committing genocide against itself. Certainly an interesting point in history to bring that up. Um, but there are plenty of other atrocities in the 6,000 years before this and plenty afterwards as well. I just found this to be a strange choice for, like, for them to go, oh, stop, look, humans are bad. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> Over the next 500 years, they mostly live apart, waiting for Arishim to tell them that they can leave. Okay. The story is not presented in a very linear fashion, is it? No. Yeah, you've got time jumps happening constantly, mm. going forwards going backwards and there's no i think they needed more of a way to specify where it was on the timeline it just made it very jumpy um i don't know why they chose to do it this way and i'm not really sure if it works maka how did you find this plot device is that what confused you yeah it kind of i mean i know they sort of had it like in the corner they said like you know babylon Mm -hmm. blah 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 sort Mm -hmm. of you know whatever bc sort of thing but like i was still sort of going oh hang on so we've moved on from the cavemen sort of mm. side of things and mm. and and all this sort of stuff and yeah i just yeah I, I i got a little bit confused yeah that's totally understandable in the present day cersei and sprite live together in london after cersei's partner icarus left her centuries earlier she is now in a relationship with human dane whitman who works at the natural history museum Yay, Black Knight. He'll make things interesting, <laughs> won't he? Yay. I mean, okay. Kid Harrington was promoted as being in this film, um, yes. but he didn't seem to appear much in the trailers, which is a bad sign. It uh, doesn't mean anything, does it? I'm sure he's going to have a lot to do with the rest of this movie. Sure. They wouldn't lie to us about things. No. The trio are attacked by the deviant crow with Icarus arriving and chasing the creature away. I don't know why they bothered to give the deviants names. Only one seemed to have any sort of, in inverted commas, personality. And that was a complete waste of time anyway. It really looked like a really, really underdeveloped character to me. And yeah, whatever. Concerned that the deviants have returned. Concern for these guys doesn't really seem to register as any sort of reaction or emotion, though. They just like stare blankly at each other. Anyway. (laughs) They travel to South Dakota to reunite with their leader, Ajax, only to find her dead. Cersei is posthumously chosen as Ajax as her successor, 
granting her the ability to communicate with Arishan. Did they ever give any explanation of where the Deviants had been hiding for such a long time or what they'd been doing for the last five centuries? No. Or didn't they bother to explain that? Not that it matters anyway, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I hate the term lazy writing and lazy filmmaking. There's just a few points in this. It's like, could you at least explain something? You know, it's like they're, they're going it, they're <laughs> over explaining other things again and again. And then little plot points like that. Oh, who cares? And like, oh, great. Cersei contacts Arisham and learns that the mission of the Eternals was not to fight the Deviants, but to prepare Earth for the emergence. This was the, oh, by the way, your whole mission has been a lie bit that would have made, you think would have made Cersei a little bit more questioning and doubting about things rather than just, oh, we'll just have to slow the plans down and everything will sort itself out. Oh, oh God. Arisham explains that for millions of years, he has been planting the seeds of celestials inside planets where the energy from large populations allow the celestials to be born. I didn't mind the design and effects for Arisham, but mm. some of the other Celestials didn't look as good. Their arms didn't seem to be joined to the body properly. Uh, I think it should have been either more based more closely on Jack Kirby's designs, or it could have been based more on so like a you know traditional Japanese anime giant robot designs that you know have all the limbs attached properly and they look much more impressive. I, I don't know. It just just typical American sort of half-heartedness when it came to this sort of thing, I thought. The Deviants were set to destroy the apex predators of each planet to ensure the development of intelligent life. But when the Deviants evolved and began hunting the planet's native populations, Arisham created the Eternals to hunt them in turn. With the reversal of the blip, Earth has reached the necessary population for the birth of Celestial Timat, which will result in Earth's destruction. Even though it wasn't caused by the Deviants, you would have thought that since this, the, you know, the blip thing did interfere with the birth of the Celestials, that the Eternals would have been asked to intervene or something like that. I don't know. It just would have made more sense to me. Whatever, once again. Hoping to delay the emergence, they reunite with other Eternals. This, to me, and this is the bulk of the middle section of the film, this is the tedious part of the film. They go around to each Eternal individually and tell them the same story of what is going on <laughs> And what they need to do, they do it about four or five times. It's like, Jesus, um, this, this should have been cut together to save time. So you could have had, you know, a beginning bit with one, then a middle bit with another. You know what I mean? It could have been cut yep. in such a way, just cut together a little bit more smart and a little bit more hip. But instead of just this whole like, okay, we spent half an hour explaining to one. We're going to spend another half hour going and explain to another. It's like, oh, <laughs> um, Two hours and 45 minutes is way too long for this film, especially with so much exposition and time and only small chunks of action here and there. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it was just way too long. Freaking Joel Cohen's tragedy of Macbeth goes for one hour and 44 minutes. So that's a whole oh. hour shorter than this fucking movie. So <laughs> that's, that's just my sense of proportion when it comes to these things. At Durig's residence in the Amazon rainforest, they are attacked by the Deviants and kill all of them except Crow, who kills Gilgamesh before fleeing. Gilgamesh gets killed after a pretty boring fight. And to be honest, they don't seem to get too worked up about it. All he was doing was looking after Angelina anyway. Oh, I mentioned Angelina. Not that she's got much to do in this film, but <laughs> have to be annoying. But anyway, yeah. 
Um, now. Now, no, oh, whoa, 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 no, they, that's actually me. Um, <laughs> now, I'll point out that the dude playing Druig, the mind controlling one of the Irish accent, which was um, which was right at the whatever, is the one who is rumored to be playing Fade Rowther in the next Dune movie. Fade was the character played by Sting in the 1984 version uh, of Dune. Now, I don't know if he's actually yeah. been cast or if it is just a rumour. I can see how he'd be really good in that role because he's meant to be sort of like a villainous um, opposite to um, Timothy's character, Paul. So I think he'd be great. Um, and, and let him not, in the Irish not, accent. And not not the other uh, character that he's rumoured to be playing in a certain other pointy-eared uh, caped vigilante movie. What is he supposed to be? The Joker? Why so serious? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. He can do both. He could probably afford the time to do both. Um, he's 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 good at playing those darker sort of characters. I could tell by this. I um, mean, while he was a bit annoying as Drug in this movie, I think that was just the character, and I yeah. think he'd be fine in June. Um, just yeah, really good. So yeah. Fastos proposes the uni mind. The uni mind was one of the few Jack Kirby concepts to actually get through into this film. And they laugh at the name of it. It's like, oh, good. You're just laughing at Jack Kirby's work. Great work, guys. Whatever. You know better. <sighs> Connection between all the Eternals that will give Drew enough power to put Tiamat to sleep with his mind control power. Sounds like a good plan. I wonder how they could stuff it up. However, Icarus reveals that Ajax told him of the emergence centuries before, and he does not want to betray Arisham. When Ajax suggested to him six days earlier that they try to stop the emergence, he led her to the deviants and let them kill her. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, to me, it was a really sort of like daft cop out, very convenient. And it's a wonder mm. that he didn't actually then go and help the deviants kill the rest of the team or something like yep. that, yep. rather than wait until now to try and stop them. It was it, it, what, you know, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's, and once again, I hate to say bad writing, but it looks like, they got into trouble halfway through writing this and just decided, oh, this is an easy way out and just went with it, but whatever. <laughs> Sprite joins Icarus due to her unrequited love for him. Talk about Lolita. Well, Kingo chooses to leave as he does not wish to stop Tiamat's birth or fight his teammates. Not that you really miss Kingo at all. Um, I forgot about his character as soon as he left. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty useless anyway which is too bad because he did have potential as a character and, you know, he had the Bollywood sort of thing. So that, that's the other thing. This, this movie did try really hard to have a bit of representation and that sort of mm. stuff. And I think it's just really unfortunate that the movie just didn't help anybody out. But anyway, yeah. Makari locates the place of the emergence, an active volcano in the Indian Ocean where Icarus and Sprite attempt to stop them. Makari gets a pretty raw deal in this film as well. Um, they don't give mm. her... A, much to do and i wonder if they were essentially struggling to write for her character because of her i'll use the word disability um all she essentially does is run errands all through the movie and it's like oh let's just get her out of the way for a while i'll go do this i'll go do that and oh yeah you know so it, it's considering she went uh was missing down a mine shaft uh so she could film this sorry missing down a film uh mine shaft in during uh the the walking dead so she could go and film this she's <laughs> fucking barely in this and i was just what the fuck like what like here she's on the ship like where the fuck have you been the whole movies yeah yeah exactly there she is and and it's it's like you know it's a good opportunity because you don't get 
deaf characters in film very often. And, and, you know, and and like I say, just the way they treated it, it it really, to me, looked like they didn't know what to do with her. So that's just really unfortunate and sad. And and I, I think... I think they needed more of an effort to integrate her with the rest of the cast. And as you say, if she's not doing the walking dead while she's doing this, what the fuck was she doing then? So I don't know. And I'm not blaming the actress. I'm not even necessarily blaming the director. My, or my anger in this movie is more directed at the writers and producers. After stabbing Cersei, Drig knocks out Sprite and Fasos restrains Icarus while Crow arrives and is killed by Athena. <laughs> I wanted to put that in because later on, yeah. Yeah, Cersei and Sprite are like, yeah, no worries. You fucking stabbed her. Like, Sprite through <laughs> the gut. Right. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the part I thought <sighs> funny was the part towards the end, and I'm getting off topic, I don't care, where it's like, <laughs> are you like Athena? And she's like, I'm Athena. And it's like, <sighs> fucking hell. You, it, it, she can carry on like that. But she, if she calls herself Athena or Athena to somebody who's actually Greek, they're going to just fucking laugh at her and say, you're fucking Athena. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's it's like Athena is just the Western pronunciation of that name, and like I said, they have her getting shitty about it. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, Crow is essentially Pennywise. Just, <laughs> uh, Crow is essentially just bumped off when he isn't mm. needed anymore. You know, it's like yeah. oh, we don't need you. Bye, and out, he's out the door. Who's the villain in this movie again? You know, Killing Crow is pretty much the only useful thing Angelina does for the whole movie. <laughs> For most of it, she's just attacking her teammates. Yawn. Fucking hell. Drig is unable to put Tiamat to sleep, and Cersei instead attempts to turn him into marble. What superpower does Cersei have to turn him into marble? Did I I miss something there? Because they've all got different abilities, aren't they? Elemental. I think she's got elemental powers. She's the elemental one, is she? Okay, Something like that, I think, yeah. Yeah, okay. I I missed that somehow. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. I mean, like, yeah, Yeah. I was still going, what is actually her powers? And then, yeah, Yeah, I think there's some sort of elemental thing. Okay, well, the only other weird transformation she did was turn a deviant into a tree, double yawn. Mm. Um, (laughs) This is also a bit of the bit of the film where the heroes all fly around all fly around each other, blasting away at everything. It's this sort of crap that made the Fantastic Four movies look bad all those years ago, and it doesn't work here either. I hate just those free falls, you know, big villains standing there, everybody just flying around, pew, pew, pew. Looks shit. Never fucking works. Never, ever fucking works. But anyway, that's just me. Icarus breaks free of his restraints and goes to kill Cersei, but finds himself unable to due to his love for her. Well, they did show them having sex, I guess, which was... I know, I was like, whoa. That, that was a pretty full-on sex scene for a Marvel film. I will admit, it's like... For oh, Disney. Yeah, we're going to pull back on the violence, but we'll give you a sex scene like I haven't seen before. <laughs> Triple yawn. Jeez. Mm. Both he and Sprite join with the others in the uni mind, and Cersei gains enough power to turn Tiamat into marble. In the next Eternals movies, space architect Italians invade Earth to steal Marble Tiamat <laughs> for its next building project. That sounds more fun than this. <laughs> hey, we got some marble and it makes some nice arches. <laughs> I'm being very politically incorrect, but I don't care. <laughs> Guilt-ridden, Icarus flies into the sun. <laughs> Icarus into the sun. I get it now. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, he's, he clipped his own fucking wings. Jeez. Uh, really, though, was this just to get him out of the way so Cersei could shag Jon <laughs> Snow and not feel guilty about it? 
Uh, I can't see any other reason to get rid of the main hero from the freaking superhero team. He's, he's the main guy. And it's like, what? He's not going to make it to the end of the movie? What? Hmm. What? Uh. At Sprite's request, Cersei uses the remaining energy from the Unimind to turn Sprite into a human, ending her permanent childlike state. But Icarus is gone and she can't shag it now. Boring. <laughs> Lena, Droog, and Makari depart on the Domo to find Eternals on other planets and warn them of the emergences, while Cersei, Phaestos, and Kingo remain on Earth. It's Slave 1, not Domo. My God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make too much sense. But whatever. I think I don't think anybody making this was desperately worried about what made sense by this point in the film. I think mm. they just wanted to I just wanted it. to be over. Yeah, yeah. Certainly <laughs> the case for the audience as well. Oh. Dane professes his love for Cersei and is about to reveal a secret about his family history. Oh, the Black Knight always triumphs. Have it you? It's only a flesh wound. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> when she, Fastos, and Kingo are dragged into space by Arisham, displeased with their treason, Arisham says he will spare humanity if the Eternal's memories show that humans are worthy of living. Vowing to return for judgment, he takes the trio with him into a singularity. What the fudge? Things are looking know. shaky enough for this franchise as it is, <laughs> but they have to end on a cliffhanger that may never be resolved. Why? God. In a mid-credits scene, Thena, Makari, and Droog meet the eternal Eros, aka Star Fox, I think he's, he's yeah, yeah. Avengers name is Thanos's brother, and his assistant Pip the Troll who offer their help. This might never go anywhere as well, too. This might be the end of it. I picked um, Patton Oswalt doing the voice yeah. for Kip, uh, but, man, that was some bad CG oh, for that character. Fuck, yeah. They should have just used fucking Patton. Yeah. Like, him what, and I don't understand why better. they... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't understand <sighs> what they were trying to achieve. It's like it, it looked really, really... Re I can't describe... For you know a two hundred million dollar movie, and you know I, sh I know this character was only on screen for about thirty seconds, which is probably about the same amount of time that Selma Hayek was on screen. But um, <laughs> it's it's just yeah. I thought I thought I was watching like uh, was it Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and he had an animated. <laughs> it was an animated character, like not a yeah yeah yeah. I know, like... I know. I was like, I, I reckon they didn't even bother to motion capture him. They just said, oh, we'll just animate some shit. Oh and yeah. Pat Patton throw his voice on it. Well, he has done voice acting a fair amount, but still. It's Modoc. <laughs> uh, yeah, Modoc and fucking Ratatouille and all that sort of stuff. In another post-credits scene, oh. Dane inherits the legendary ebony blade from his ancestors, and an unseen person questions whether he is ready for it. You Where? know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Show show's over. Uh, talk about not knowing how to end something. Oh, anyway, we let's, can. Let's end, let, let's end this. <laughs> okay, general comments. You just join in because I'm just. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, think, I think I've you know, covered a lot of it. Okay, cast. Um, there was a lot riding on them. And to be honest, a lot of them do struggle. And I don't blame them. I, I just think the script was lacking. And I don't mm. think it gave them much opportunity to shine or anything like that. The young girl playing Sprite, she was, she was trying her best. But even then, she just had some crappy lines, I thought, and yeah. um, and just bat poor motivation for a character. 
Gemma Chan is a great example. She's been doing work acting for years and is a good actress, but so much of this film is riding on her. I don't think it was fair to expect her to carry so much of this the way they did. If, 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 they, if the character had been written a bit better, I think it would have been better for her. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I, as I said, like the way it was sold to me, um, Rob Stark was was the lead, and then and, and, and as you said, we were expecting mm. Angelina and Salma to be like the, mm. the sidekicks. I mm. thought Gemma was just going to be like you know the the girlfriend to mm. to um, Rob Rob Stark, mm. but yeah, so sort of then she sort of became the lead. I was kind of like, oh okay, like okay, I, I didn't yeah. mind that, yeah. but and, it's just uh, sort of yeah, but it was yeah. she she just. It was, it was a very wishy-washy sort of lead that she inherited because yeah. she didn't know what she was going to do. They, they didn't know what to do about Arisham and that sort of thing. And it was, it was, just, just, it was just tough for her. Um, I'm not going to go through every single other cast member now. Um, I, I thought Rob Stark could have been better. I, um, yeah. I, 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 think, I think all of them. Like the way they were all sold yeah. to us. I mean, and yes, yes, it's an awesome, diverse cast. Yeah. But as I said, like, you know, Makari, you know, she, she went missing for a majority of the Walking Dead season so she could film this. And what, yeah. what was that? Well, she was still making her way to set or something. Oh. <laughs> because it, yeah. yeah, she was, like, blinking and missing her. Not because, yeah, she's, she's taken on the um, Mercury role. I mean, like, the only thing I think that sort of made it a little bit more enjoyable or made me understand it a bit more was the actual ending credits where yeah. they sort of went and showed each of the characters who who they probably were oh, yeah, yeah, in ancient yeah. mythology and, and like yeah. inspiration or story like stories that would have been told yeah while you know while they were you know guarding certain classes of humanity and oh then they sort of mis- mispronounced sort of the name and then they sort of you know, store ancient stories. They always sort of get the name slightly, like you know, as we sort of said with with Athena. You know, she, mm. you know, was she Athena? And mm. and and I think like they were sort of saying like, um, uh, Gilgamesh was sort of could have been Hercules back in the day. So that, that was that, and and like um, yeah. how Mar- Macari was supposed to be like Mercury. So like that's that's I, I sort of enjoyed that part yeah. of it. But but it was weird because they all had these sort of similar sounding names, although. All it was with Icarus was just a different spell name, and, and maybe I'm, maybe mm. it's just the um, Jack Kirby source material. I'd have to look at it more closely. But but they've yeah, all got yeah. weird, weird, wonderful names, except for Gilgamesh, who just happens to have exactly the same name as Gilgamesh. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that, that sort of thing as well. I, I don't know. It was very strange. I, I was disappointed in um, Kamal Nanjiani as Kingo. I. And, but I don't blame him once again. I, I just think his character just didn't work on screen. Yeah, they just like the reason. way they were selling him. Like, don't, yeah. I mean, like the way they were selling him, like he was, you know, hitting the gym, getting ripped. Yeah. And he ends up being a Bollywood dude. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. what? Okay. I mean, I kind of understood that, but like, it's just sort of oh, seriously. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think yeah. the script makers were sort of saying, oh, that's, like, I've got this idea. Let's just chuck yeah. it in here. And see well, where we go. Yeah. well, one of the main criticisms. And, and I totally understand it. Uh, just, just one of the main criticisms, and some people were saying before the movie came out, they said, look at the size of that cast. <laughs> you know, mm. It's like it's a big cast for people to get to know and to get to associate with in just one movie. I mean, I, I can't really, you know, even for the Avengers, you know, they did that the right way where they just introduced them 
pretty much individually in their own movies and then brought them all together. But this is like just trying to start off with a ready-made Avengers. Yeah, I, I don't, like I say, I don't blame the cast for the problems. I think it was the writing. Um, uh, don't know, uh, yeah, there was also, uh, this was a first Marvel film to feature an openly gay character as one of the heroes. And they had the gay mm. kiss and all that sort of thing. It reeked a bit of tokenism to me. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be in there, but just the way they did it, was very like, oh, look at this, look at this, look what we're doing, aren't we proud of ourselves sort of thing where if they had have done it in a more casual way, I, I'd find it a lot easier to cope yeah, with. Yeah, it, it felt a bit like the kiss in um, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just felt a bit, it felt, yeah. Yeah, centre stage and just, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, next point. There was no real villain, um, which is always a great idea for an action film. Let's not have a villain. <laughs> The, you know, the threat of the deviants, you know, they just showed them trying to attack humans a few times and wiping them out. But they're, the thing is, they make the deviants so powerful. It's like, fuck, how could any human ever resist them? But, but you know, why yeah. make it, you know, why such an unstoppable force like that? You know, the Celestials sent them to Earth and blah, blah, blah. But fuck, you'd think they'd have more reign over their own fucking creations. Jeez. Um, and the threat of this, even the threat of the Celestials is like they... They made it that Arishan was like uncaring about the population that were birthed, but you know, but then you know, could they have fleshed out to make it so he actually really hated them or thought they deserved it? I don't know. You can't make a movie like this without a villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need a I mean, real serious proper villain. Yeah, I mean, they were sort of, I guess, sort of going against their maker, but like, but yeah, there wasn't like a full-on villain, and and you know, as you <laughs> said, with the for me, like the. The, oh, I guess the sort of supposed bad guy deviant things just seem to be left over um, mm. DC CGI. Like I'm, I'm sick of DC's villains. Like all the, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember their names. That's sort of, that's how memorable I know. they are. But they're all, they're all just CGI bad guys sort of thing. I know. And, and yeah. Alien yeah. type looking guys. And it's just like, yeah. Eh. Well, you know, I, I think they might've almost spent more screen time fighting Angelina rather than the deviants. <laughs> yes. And that says something. No, 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 I didn't understand that either. Like what, what yeah. was her problem? And I, 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 like I said, I think I think I just think I just sort of gave up and sort of just I'm just going with it. Like, like uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when will this be over? Jeez. Next point. Respect for the source material. To be honest, I didn't find much in this film. To me, it's like the writers said Jack Kirby, who the fuck is he and what does he know? And then merrily went off and based this film on conspiracy theory bullshit that has nothing to do with the original comic. Why? I don't know. Simply because the writers think they know better than Jack fucking Kirby. It looked like to me. I, I to be honest, I really don't know that, that too much on about the Eternals. Yeah. Um, but like, sort of, sort of seeing how they sort of used, utilized the characters here, and that, and then I'm sort of thinking, like, did Jack create the Eternals? And instead of saying like you know the gods that everyone follows were you know gods, they're actually aliens, and they came here and and sort of did whatever they did, and then stories about them came. I mean, is that what Jack wrote well, about? I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I know I know there's been other like I know Neil Gaiman has written a series of of um of the Eternals, and I'm not sure if maybe they utilized elements of that. But yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'll just I mean, make a few I, points. I'll get, I want to get back to that, but I'll just make a few points yeah. beforehand. Um, I did look up who the writers were for this film, and they didn't seem to have too much experience in scripting before this movie, which was weird. 
um, and certainly not superhero films or anything or genre stuff or anything like that. And they certainly had no experience with a big budget, supposedly epic film like this. But a lot of the, a lot of this movie and a lot of the original Eternals that Jack Kirby wrote was based on a 1970s book called Chariots of the Gods by Eric Von Daniken, which was a popular early conspiracy theory from the 1970s, which stated that ancient uh-huh. aliens helped ancient humans create everything in their early history. Ah, so okay. that's where that's what Jack Kirby was working from. I did look this shit up. So, gotcha. he, so he was doing gotcha. it. Thank you. Looking, yeah, that's all right. So yeah, and I already knew about this shit. So yeah, it was very popular in the 70s. Yeah, you know, people would look at the pyramids and go, oh, there's no way humans could build that. How could they do it? Ah, Aliens yes, yes. sort of shit. Um, there, there's, there's no real archaeological or scientific evidence to back up this thing. So I consider it just virtually fanciful science fiction more than anything else. But a lot of people took it really fucking seriously. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Jack Kirby was necessarily taking it that seriously, but he looked at it and said, that's a great idea for a comic book. Fair enough. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and did explore that sort of thing. And, and it did look like in the 70s, it did look like a batshit crazy um, conspiracy theory at the time. But compared to the conspiracy theories we have today, it's pretty fucking mild. <laughs> <laughs> True. So that's where he got it from. I did look around. It looks like there was a more recent version of the Eternals that this was movie was based more on. Okay. I, I don't know if it was the Gaiman version or what it was. There is certainly a version, I think, where Icarus does die. So I, I think they're looking at that and going, oh, we'll just run with that. I think this might have worked as a big episode of what if, you know, what if there were no superheroes on Earth or something and the Eternals come along? Mm. You know, it's yeah. Just, I, I uh, agree. Yeah. 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 I, I thought the suicide at the end was stupid. Is this he film... dead? Hmm? <laughs> Is he dead? Well, you didn't see a body. It's a, it's a comic book death. So, yeah, absolutely. He could come back. Oh, I, I'm, I'm coming out of the sun now and I'm a different hero and stronger. Call me Phoenix. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the film is more like the end of a superhero franchise rather than the start of one. They, they set it up for a sequel at the end. And it's like, well, where are you going to go from here? You know, it's like, I don't think they knew. I didn't like that, you know, that bit at the end where they go, where she said, oh, I have some energy left, Sprite, and I can use it to make you human. I just look really fucking oh we're made, really making this shit up as we go along um, oh, especially like i said after she got stabbed straight through yeah the yeah guts, exactly guts by yeah, it's yeah. like fuck you mm. <laughs> oh we're friends again <laughs> yeah we're friends again little girl yeah good yeah, yeah. <laughs> um oh yeah kid harrington as black knight is when i say not really in this film i mean he's pretty much not in this film so it'd be interesting to see. Um, is Black Knight still a thing, or yeah, he he's floating around. I mean, he must I, be I, updated I can't... from his original incarnation, where he looked like a pretty crappy knight. So I assume oh yeah, I, I think it, modern during during the nineties. I think I mean, I I didn't read of him, but I know visually, like the nineties, pretty much you throw a leather jacket onto anyone, and that was sort of their their outfit. So basically, <laughs> I think he was wearing sort of, sort of like a, a knight's helmet with with, you know, with a leather jacket. Right. And, and yeah, that's what I mean. yeah, it's just sort of like that does uh, ring a bell. it's just yeah, I'm 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 interested to sort of see where they go with this with with Black Knight, considering the guy that sort of said, Are you up for this was supposedly Blade. Blade. And and, and I was kind of like, oh, I know, like I, I really don't give a fuck about Blade. I mean, I think I think we're we're done with this like come on, Marvel. We've had enough vampire shit out there, and I, I I'll admit. 
I, I think I tried watching the first Blade movie and I fell asleep during it. That's how excited <laughs> I was for it. Is, is, is so it going like, to tie into that Mephisto, whatever it is, the one that Jared Leto is playing, is going to tie into that? That's a vampire, isn't it? Oh, Morbius. No, I, I, no, because that, that's, that's um, Sony. So I think that's, that's a, that'd oh. be a no-no. <laughs> I think I think Marvel and 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 Sony is sort of I think there was talk that spite this this current uh, was it No Way Home could actually have been the last collaboration between the two, um, but I think they've they've decided to say you know uh, we're still friends let's let's you know let's go do another one sort of thing but yeah plus Morbius I think has been pushed back again. So I, I, I really don't, I don't see that sort of being, you know, I, I wouldn't surprise me if it goes, you know. Well, wasn't there supposed to be something, wasn't there supposed to be something Marvel coming out early next month? Wasn't, what about the Doctor Strange movie? That was supposed to be coming out, I think, in February or something like that. Mar- I think it's March, isn't it? More even March. Or whatever. Well, well, actually, no, I think that was Morbius. I think Morbius was actually supposed to be something was coming next month. February, next yeah. month, and it got bumped, it got bumped back to... <laughs> june or something or i like i wasn't really looking forward to it anyway it, yeah, i mean yeah. it looks about as good as the venom movies and they, they're as sh- they're fucking shit so <laughs> uh, anyway this movie had a budget of 200 million dollars for production uh which means that advertising or what there was of it probably added about another 100 million to the budget mm. and this film made a grand total of 400 million which means that they were Marvel was probably lucky to get away with a $100 million profit considering the fact that a lot of other movies in this franchise make $1 billion plus dollars. Can there be hope for a sequel? Can there? This, like, seriously, to me, this was probably their hardest sell. Yeah. I, think, I think we mentioned that also with Shang-Chi, but mm. I think they, they, they went in a different direction with Shang-Chi. Like I was discussing mm. this um, with Kyle's the other day. And basically, she's made mention that she only really likes, I guess, the comedy or the hu- more humorous side of the MCU stuff. So meaning like the Guardians of the Galaxy. She loves those. She loved Thor Ragnarok going yeah. with the humor. And she she really enjoyed um, Shang-Chi because of the humor and stuff in it. But like, yeah, this is, is. Way, this is way yeah. too serious. And she actually walked out on it. Yeah, well, that, that, that's the thing. It, it's, it's, it's similar to Guardians, which... Had a, which had its serious moments, but it had a largely comedic tone. But it's yeah. also a very self-referential sort of comedy as well, mm. like the sort of thing that started off with the screen movies and that sort of things. Like we, we're in a horror movie and we, we know it. And these, these films are like that. We're in a superhero movie and we know it. But, but it, it, it does work a lot better. And a, a, a sense of humour, oh, man, especially for a movie like this, it would have gone a long way if it had have had a proper one. I thought when Kingo turned up, it, mm. it was going to get a bit more of a sense of humour, but yeah, true, uh, his true, character yeah. just started struggling with himself. And he had that weird mm. fucking valet, Alfred, um, who yeah. was <laughs> kind of tacked on a bit and kind of worked and kind of didn't, who was meant to be mm. more the sort of laughing points. I, I think I laughed at one of his quips and that was about yeah, it. Yeah, I think same. So, I think, yeah. yeah, so that, that was largely hit and miss. I just hope uh, none of this goes into the Guardians 3. I I, I, I don't want uh, James Gunn to, to tidy this mess up or something like that. I just think keep keep these universes separate somehow, even knowing we know that nowhere was a celestial head that they go. So there's some sort of connection. And also um, mm. Peter's dad was supposedly a celestial, or was he? Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I, I think don't... when they encountered the celestial's head, 
in the original Guardians. I don't, I don't think anybody was thinking of the Eternals at that stage. I think, you know what I mean? I, I think it was just... Oh, God, no, hell no. no it no, was no, just no. chucked in for the heck of it. And it worked. It, it was really good. But, yeah, I don't think anybody was thinking seriously longer term. It's like, oh, we're going to make these guys a the main thing in the thing. But, you know, this is the phase four. It's all supposed to be planned and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So it has to be going somewhere in relation to everything else. So... Like I said, I really doubt it's going to get its own movie. And Marvel has essentially said the same thing. Oh, it's probably not going to get another movie. It's like, well, where are you going to go with this fucking shit? You know, it's like, fuck, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. They've actually has, they have come out and said that because, like, I'm I'm surprised. I wanted to ask you, has this made its money back? Because I, I, I it, it sort of it seems to have just gone quiet. I, even I, at the moment, they're really pushing it on Disney Plus. Um, saying, oh, you can watch it now on, on streaming. So they're probably, I mean, not that you sort of pay to watch it. Like if you already mm. got a subscription, you're already paying for the subscription, but they're really sort of trying to push this. And I know a couple other sort of comic book pros have come out again. So I've said, oh, on the second viewing, you know, I've really enjoyed it, but I'll, I'll let you say the next thing and I'll probably yeah. I'll probably go on how, how I, my, my rating as well. Yeah, well, I've got a few more points up ahead that address what you're saying. So yeah, we'll get to that. So, uh, and, and yeah, how much did it make? It's made 400 million. So against probably 300 million, including um, advertising, it's, it's, it hasn't mm. made much of a profit. So they will be serious. And that's, that's, re- that's a really narrow profit for a Marvel film. So they will be looking at this saying, what the fuck? Yeah, it might be the last time Zoe works for them, unfortunately. Chloe works with them, unfortunately for her. So mm. maybe this movie would have been better shoehorned into the franchise. It was made 10 years ago. I don't know, but that would have pretty much been brought in into conflict with Guardians almost. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Guardians think... Guardians was sort of like the Marvel Galactic thing of the early phases. And I think this yeah. is meant to be the Marvel Galactic thing of the later phases, but it just doesn't work. No. So... Uh, it's a hard sell. I mean, it's always been a hard sell in the comic books. I mean, as I said, I haven't read any of the stuff, but it just sort of, I don't really have an interest in it. And, yeah. and I think, I mean, it, it, it always has reminded me also of the Inhumans. I don't know if anyone remembers those, those group of characters were kind of like slightly mutant type characters. Um, the, they they the comics or a, TV show or movie? They're or in the what? comics, yeah. They, that was in their, their comics. They're, and they're always a bit of a hard sell yeah. uh, in, in the Marvel. There's always like, you know, a different volume starting <laughs> up every second year or something like that. They're actually on, on hiatus at the moment, but I think it's because the TV show that came out, the, I can't remember if the show actually came out. Uh, I think, I think it was it before did. St- yeah. streaming really sort of hit Australia. Yeah. But I know it was a bit of a turkey and, and that's what I mean. I always sort of find the Inhumans are a bit like the Eternals. It's just sort of an, an, a, re, a rebooting of, of, you know, the same sort of characters and, you know, alien type characters. And it's just, well, Guardians yeah. has been through the same sort of thing as well, hasn't it? True, that that's oh, true, yeah. and I and yeah. I think they sort of. I know a lot of people will probably get back at me on this, but I know that there was a series before the series that uh, Brian Bendis wrote um, that everyone sort of loved, and I think that sort of got them to sort of consider a Guardians movie. But for yeah. me, when the Bendis started his series on the guardians i really love that and to me it was, it was you know they, you took elements of star wars and other sort of things where some of the other stuff was just a bit too uh, my sci-fi stuff i like is, is probably a bit more on the star wars side of things so when you don't do that sort of sci-fi stuff 
I find it quite boring and, and sort of, yeah. you know, mystical space sort of stuff. I, I, I think it's shit instead of like, you know, here's some, you know, Jedi's with sword, you know, with swords taking on some, you know, bad guy stormtrooper type of thing. I like that. I mean, not that I'm trying to pleb it up or sort of thing, but it's just, <clears throat> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I like that instead of like, you know, I, I've got, you know, I mean, I'm still sort of surprised that Thanos and the Infinity Gems, you know, they it was yeah. it's, it was successful when I was sort of thinking like when I've read that sort of stuff in the comics I found it quite fucking boring. Yeah, well, somehow they got it right, but but it does show. Mm. It does show. It's like it it does come down to the writing quite often and, and the performances and 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 in, you know like I say I'm if, I'm sure if you read a like a synopsis of Guardians of the Galaxy before you saw the movie you'd think oh my god this sounds ludicrous, but then when you see it yeah and true. you hear it. And all that sort of stuff, especially things like the soundtrack and that sort of thing. That's the yeah. other thing I didn't mention in this. Freaking, I, I was sitting there watching the first five minutes of this movie, and you know, <laughs> it, got, it got to the part, and I, I thought, have I got? I was YouTube? wondering what you meant by that yeah, when you I messaged thought, me. Have I got YouTube running in the background here? Why can't I hear <laughs> that song all of a sudden? It can't be in the movie. And pause, and I was like, oh, it is in the movie. So you know, "Time" <laughs> by Pink Floyd, and it's like, well, that's kind of cool i guess maybe and then then they faded out really early and it's like well maybe we'll go back to the song later no so <laughs> i don't know it, it made it for a really nice sort of opening song but it and, and I, I think like i say soundtrack was a big thing with guardians you know yeah. it, it really really i can't impress enough how much that soundtrack helped that movie i think it wouldn't have been wouldn't have worked oh yeah really quite absolutely well without that fucking killer soundtrack on it and, and it was woven into the movie. It wasn't just something playing over the top of it. You know, it was his yeah. mixtape and all that sort of thing. And I'm not saying you could have just done it for this and, you know, ripped off Guardians, but this just didn't have anything to, it just meandered on. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So one out of five from me. Uh, if you've got a choice between watching this movie or watching Grass Grow, well, <laughs> what do you think? This is where I, I, I don't know if I can give it a score. I didn't hate it. But I didn't like it, so yeah. I mean, so what? What? What's that? A two, maybe, or something like that? Yeah, one or a two. Yeah, really. It's like it wasn't bad, bad. I, I, I wasn't sitting there cringing too much. I was no, it wasn't. It wasn't Matrix. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, me, yeah. it wasn't like that. But it was still <laughs> sort of like you uh, sitting. Yeah, you know, I was sitting there after a while. It's like there's a lot of other things I could be doing with this time <laughs> watching mm, this mm. movie. But but it's like I, I you know I wanted to review it. And I started watching it. So I was like, okay, I'll see it through to the end. Maybe there'll be some sort of payoff. No. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's it's but like I say, that's why I wanted to do this review and I want to do a proper one. So like if I'm gonna kick the shit out of something, I, I wanna I wanna cover my ass and and you know have have us explain exactly where this film went wrong, other than just Oh, I, I didn't like the coloured mopeds or something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is driving me to shit at the moment. Jesus. Um, all right. So one or a two for you. Yeah, whatever. Just, yeah. You yeah. can just say, you know, it's hard to recommend it to people. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, for me, for me, it was a hard sell. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't think it's so... It, it, it sold. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the last thing we'll go through, just who is responsible for all of this going wrong? I'm not personally blaming the director, Chloe Zhao, um, primarily for this going wrong. The only thing I didn't like was, and it was, it was, it was a similar sort of thing to Nomadland. It had <laughs> a very muted sort of 
look to it, especially in the darker scenes. It just had this, it was almost just like lots of shades of gray and that, you know what I mean? There wasn't mm. much in the way of big bright colors and that sort of thing. And even the gold for their magical powers and their beams and that just didn't look very, I don't know. You know what I mean? Spectacular. It's, yeah. yeah, just, yeah just didn't yeah. look spectacular. Yeah. You know, if, if you open up, you know, the first page of the Jack Kirby comic book and just get smashed in the <laughs> face by all the colors and designs. And, th- and then you look at this and it's like, oh, I, I think if, they, if it had looked more Jack Kirby, it might have helped a bit. I, I kind of know what they were shying away from, why they didn't want to do it, but all the same, I don't think mm. they did themselves a favour. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame Chloe's out primarily, but I, I just would have thought somebody else higher up at the studio would have looked at a rough cut of this film and asked a few questions. <laughs> First, I, I think yeah. at the time... Uh, was it Kevin Feigl, Feig, however you say yeah, his name? Feig, yeah, yeah. I think he was just trying to get any awesome directors that were out there and get them into the Marvel uh, manufacturing workshop sort of thing. And, you know, and, and he was like, I want you and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And just so we can say, we had an Academy Award winning director do one of our movies. And oh. it's, yeah, it's, I yeah I don't see her coming back unfortunately. Uh, I, like I, I said, I, I I really enjoyed. As I said, I I really liked Nomadland. Yeah, but I I like the visuals in that, and I like the landscape sort of shots, which sort of then was also in this. So yeah. obviously she's got a style. But I know there was some. I guess what I really loved in Nomadland when you know they they sort of just held the camera on um, Francis McDormand. Yeah, looking, you know, off to the horizon. In this yeah. was kind of like, okay, come on, come on, get on with it. <laughs> That's enough looking. Well, I'm thinking about it. For me, I, I think, I, I think this was, I think Chloe probably would have done better doing a superhero film that was a very personal sort of thing. The only one I can think of, and it's strictly speaking not a Marvel movie, the only one I can think of that she might have been an interesting director director for, even though it's still great anyway, would have been something like Logan or something like that. Just that's because Logan almost plays out like, you know what I mean? Personal story, just driving around America and, and just trying to get through and all that sort of stuff. That sort of thing I think would have been more suited to her style and more, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. So something like that would have been better for her, but you know, rather than, oh look, we got one of the greatest superhero teams ever, and and they're going to be shooting beams at each other, just 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 wasn't in her, I don't know, uh, toolkit, whatever, whatever uh, skill set. Um, all right, so you know, you think you think you know, somebody high up would have looked at this film and said, who the frig is the target audience of this film? I still can't figure it out. Can you? No, I mean I- like. You, you, they can't say, "Oh, we made this for Eternal fans." Because oh, seriously, and we, <laughs> that'd be like, "Yeah, both of them." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, what are we trying to achieve with this film? Um, uh, setting up for other films. <laughs> oh, I, setting up for yeah. other films without really establishing its own identity. I don't know. Um, you know, somebody also could have asked at some point: Is it possible this film is way too long? Uh, um, also, did we have to take out so much of the Jack Kirby? Like I said before, I think it just would have, I think just his out there designs would have just maybe made this a little bit stronger. I don't know. Yeah. Would have been interesting to see. Um, and could it have been more exciting? And it could have been more exciting and better, couldn't it? I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my, my final point I've got here is there are no other Marvel films like that are really like this. But when you watch it, you can understand why that's the case. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, it, it is a bit of a, it's like a car crash of a sort of an arty sort of movie with a comic book movie. Yeah. And, and that can, that can, you can make movies like that, but this just fails, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> yeah. I, I find it hard to recommend it to anybody. I, I reckon they're going to have a tough time selling it on streaming. A lot of people, I reckon people are going to start watching this and stop pretty soon afterwards. It's, it's just, you know, it, 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 it doesn't reward the time investment. As I said, Kyle's walked out. She said, yeah. I'm going to go read a book. <laughs> How far in did she get? Oh, God, I can't even remember. Uh, maybe half hour in. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't pay off. It, it really, you're not sitting there going, oh, wow, well, that's cool. You're just sitting there like, oh, what's, what interesting things going to happen next? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angelina's going to get loose again. Look out, it's Angelina. <laughs> I'll be honest, well, I'm not much of an Angelina fan. So. No, we, we made the joke that um, she obviously got the uh, more enhanced uh, breastplate <laughs> cost, costume. <laughs> and that's over Selma. I was like, come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't start me there, please. It'll get bad. <laughs> and, and, and just the way he killed her. Um, it just, you know, pushed her into the fucking deviants and just the way they had their fucking wicked way with her. It's like, yeah. I know she was just one out, but. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it just didn't fit in with anything that had happened before in the movie, and it certainly didn't help the rest of us. <laughs> just just the way they choose to drop these flashbacks in here and there, we, with no sort of explanation of why we're getting to see this information now. But it's like, you know, you really do need this information. It's like uh, I could have fucking I don't know. Anyway, well, I mean, I think, or maybe maybe Carl stayed a bit for longer or something. But I think we made the joke also. Well, I made the joke. I think it was after we, we saw um, uh, Kamal or Kingo uh, in the Bollywood and then they were going to go try and find, um, what, what's Selma's character's name? Uh, Ajax. I've forgotten all their names. Ajax. Um, I thought we should be working a taco stand or something in Mexico. It just seemed to be <laughs> so token. No, but it's, it seemed to be token. Like, I mean, like, oh, even though I know um, um, Kamal is actually Pakistani, mm. They made him in Indian, and what's what's the most, so, most token thing that Indian person could do other than playing possibly playing cricket? A Bollywood star. Oh, no, so I know. Why not? Let's yeah. why not have the Mexican character run a taco stand in Mexico? <laughs> just it just sort of bit, felt a bit like oh god, like. And don't get me started on on, on them going to Australia. That wasn't Australia. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. I wanted to really just do a five minute review on this you can tell i, I think the reviewing it now is just making me hate it more now. <laughs> <laughs> well like i, I say, want my time back oh <laughs> uh, yeah well it, it's done now i'm just going to spend the next five hours editing but 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 like i say i i i think this could we should we should fucking email this to marvel because if they haven't learned some lessons if they haven't learned some lessons for, themselves from this movie they're going to find themselves in a lot of trouble if they try and make anything like this ever again so oh, i think they're going to bury this i think uh, seriously i think they'll bury it yeah i, I think they will I, I like i say it's, it's a wonder it made it to the cinema screens screens i'm glad i didn't pay to go and see it in the cinema um yeah. that sort of thing just just oh my god I, I would have been fucking falling asleep that's for sure and like i say it, it's it's less than the sum of its parts there's some really good clever people involved 
but ultimately it fails. So, yeah, end of story. So we'll wrap it up there unless we've got any other major criticisms. Nah, I'm out. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay. All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. If you have listening, you have listened, I'll tell you what, listen to this. Don't watch the movie, just listen to this. (laughs) Everything you need to know is right here and it'll still save you probably about an hour and 45 minutes. So do yourself a favour. Don't bother with the movie. And that's, I'm, I'm going to put that in the front line. Don't bother watching a movie. Just listen to this. And yeah. Well, watch it in fast forward. Yeah. Oh, watch <laughs> it in fast forward. Oh, yeah. Great. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And hopefully next time we'll talk to you about something better. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs> Who, what, when, when, why? How many ways can you lie? How many ways can you try? How many ways can you die? Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm what 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 I don't know.